Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pile. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Well, here we are on our way into 2022. And those of you still on holiday, I trust you are enjoying it and that you've got your Bibles with you, unless, of course, it's on your phone and you're watching me right now through it, which is why it's a good idea to have a hard copy as well. You know, I love God's Word because it's eternal. It will last forever and it's always true. And I believe as we get into today, He's going to reveal things to us. And I'm trusting that He opens our eyes that we may see our ears that we may hear, and our hearts that we may understand what He wants for us in the year that lies ahead. And I know that many of you watching me right now are at the end of your rope. 2021 was tough, and you're struggling, and you don't know what to do. And some of you are in a really difficult place in your life, and I'm praying that God's Word will be a lamp unto your feet, and will be a light to your path, and that you will be encouraged today. I believe that if you open your heart and really listen to what I'm going to share, you will see that firstly, life is more spiritual than you think. Secondly, it is possible to deepen your relationship with Jesus. And thirdly, we all need to develop a powerful prayer life. In a few weeks, on the 30th of January, we will be starting our annual seven-day fast. It's the one discipline that isn't talked about much, and it should be, I believe. But I've seen over the years that as we put it into practice in our lives individually and as the rock corporately, so many have come to realize that life is more spiritual than we think. They have deepened their relationship with Jesus and have developed a more powerful prayer life. And how many would like to see that happen in your life this year? So if you are ready for what I'm going to say, then say after me. My heart's open, my mind's ready, and I won't be the same again in Jesus' name. Well, if you've got your Bibles, then go to Isaiah 58, because the prophet is talking to the children of Israel who have gone through so many ups and downs. One day they're going, oh God, we love you, you're so awesome, you know, and the next, oh God, where are you, where are you in our lives? And a lot of the times it was because they were their own worst enemy. They would draw close to God. He would rescue them from their situation that they found themselves in. And they would be kind of, okay, God, we've got it from now on. You know, we'll take it from here. And then a little while later, they would be crying out to God again. Oh, God, please be there for us. Help us. God, get us out of this again, please. And when he helped, they would then be, okay, God, no problem. We've got this from here. Have you ever done that in your life? Have you ever been really desperate and you prayed to God, oh God, please get me out of this. And he got you out. And then he said, okay, God, no problem. I've got it from here. Okay, we don't say those exact words, but your life kind of demonstrates it. You're not that desperate in your prayers anymore. And that's where Israel is. They like way off. And Isaiah is bringing a correction. You see, they had begun to fall into a ritual of serving God, just doing rituals rather than serving God through a real relationship with Him. And that's what Isaiah 58 begins to address. And I'm reading from verse 3, and God is talking to the people and starts by telling them where they are at. Because they had asked, you know, why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen. God, we are fasting and, and you're not even noticing us in any way. Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice. And then God answers them. In fact, 
In the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate, and you strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast, an acceptable day to the Lord? What he is saying is, are you just doing it as a religious ritual because it makes you feel better about yourself? Why are you fasting? And that is a very good question. Why do we fast? God goes on and he says in verse 6, Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your real God. He said, when you get this right and you are not just going through the motions, I'm going to change you. One real change is that you get your eyes off yourself and you start to see things differently. There is a shift and you begin to see those that are around you. You know, this pandemic, I think, has brought out the worst in people because we're living in a culture now where everything is about us, my opinion, my way, and that can creep into our prayer life. It can become just about us. So we start to focus on how can things be better for me? How can I get this? And God, if you answer this prayer and get me you know, to that place over there, then my life is going to be okay. But what God is saying is a real fast is about getting you out of the way. So let's look at fasting. You must know, I am not good at missing meals. Not at all. I really, really struggle with that. You know, intermittent fasting has become popular for some. But I can honestly tell you, not for me. But I do want to say this before I go any further. If you have medical issues, low blood pressure, any medical reason why you can't fast, there are other things that you can do other than just fasting from food. And you need to be real smart about doing that. My one son is type 1 diabetic, which means he is insulin dependent. And so he has a legitimate reason not to fast. This is not a get out of food fasting card at all. No, it's a legitimate medical reason. So he fasts technology apart from work hours and work requirements, that is. No TV, no movies, no social media, no gaming, nothing. So there are a lot of different things we can fast. But here, I want you to know, I'm talking particularly about food. And Isaiah says, you do all this, if you read there, sackcloth and ashes, you know, you keep doing a no food thing and you're calling out to God and saying, why isn't this changing anything? He says, you do that. You fast is, is all about you. You're thinking of yourself. It hasn't changed anything in you. You don't see needs around you. He's saying, you know, you, you've got a ritual. You're coming to online church today, but tomorrow when you go back to work, you'll be acting like a beast. You know, you do things that, that just become routine and you think that's what I'm supposed to do. 
You're not, you're not grasping the meaning of what it's really about. Coming online to church is not a badge. Well, I did my religious thing, you know. I, I, I get online most of the time. The reality should be that you're here online today to connect with God so that he can change your life, so that you can hear from him and be inspired by his word and then take it to the world around you. Can you see that? We are impacted so that others may live, so that ultimately others may come. So what then is the deal about fasting? It isn't about skipping a meal. Fasting is a spiritual experience of not eating for the purpose of seeking God. It is mentioned over 70 times in the Bible, and it is never required, but it is expected. God didn't put anywhere in the Bible, you have to fast, you must fast, you know, you have to do that to be saved. No, but it is expected, and I'm going to explain why through this message. So as we move towards our seven days of fasting, it's not something we put on you. Church, you've got to fast. No, it is an individual decision that each gets to make. Throughout the Bible, you'll find many people that have fasted. Exodus chapter 34, we see Moses. Moses fasted for 40 days. I don't know how he did that. 40 minutes after a meal, my tummy is rumbling. You know, if my supper is late by 40 minutes, it's a struggle. 40 days. Jehoshaphat declared a fast throughout all of Judea. When Judea was about to be attacked by three different armies that came against them and they didn't have enough power to overcome the enemy, he declared a fast. We want everybody to fast and pray before God, to cry out to God. And then God began to speak through a prophet to Jehoshaphat. What did they do? They began to fast. They began to put aside everything else and seek God. We find also that Esther, when she was going to go before the king, she called out and said, we need to fast a three-day fast. No food, no water. Come on, that's a tough one. For three days, she said, I'm getting ready to go before the king and I need favor from God. And so we need to fast for three days. She declares a fast and they fasted. We see that Anna fasted. She's a lady in the New Testament who it says in Luke chapter 2, stayed at the temple to fast and pray, waiting for the Messiah. And she ends up being one of the first people to actually see him. She chose fasting. We see in Acts chapter 30, they fasted before the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit spoke to them and said, separate Paul and Barnabas for the calling I have upon them. It happened while they were praying and fasting. In Acts 14, when Paul started establishing the churches, they began to pray and fast to set aside pastors and elders and leaders over the church. Their prayer was, God, give us wisdom. Give us direction. Show us what you want us to do. We also find the practice of fasting was in Jesus' life. He fasted for 40 days. Come on. We're just calling everybody to do it for seven days. Get my fingers right. Seven days. You know, he talked about different types of fasting. He spoke about it as something routine that we should do. So why the call to fast? Because I've learned nothing propels us and advances the kingdom of God more in the life of this church and in the life of individuals than our time of fasting and our time of miracle offerings. The purpose is to weaken the power of the flesh and, and the hold that it has on us and to increase our awareness of the spiritual realm. 
I believe if anything's got our attention, it's this pandemic. And I also believe that God is speaking to us. And you say, I've never heard him speak. Well, I believe that he speaks in a frequency that we are often not in. We are so caught up with the world and all the other voices vying for our attention that we can't even hear his voice. So fasting is about shutting those voices off so that we can hear him as he speaks to us. The Bible says that when I accept Jesus into my life as my Lord and my Savior, I am born again. That means that my spirit comes alive. I get a new spirit within me that I didn't have on the day that I was born as a baby. And that is great. But usually most of us have lived a lot of years before that, you know, relying on our natural, the, the five senses that we have of sight, touch, smell, hearing, and taste. So even though we're born again and our spirit is alive, it's, you know, we're not totally familiar with it. We're in fact, you know, you've got to understand we're in a place where there are some very contrasting things to the things of God taking place in our life. And God said, you're the head and not the tail. But you may have been told your whole life that you will never succeed. Maybe you've heard all of your life, cancer is in your family, so you believe you're going to get cancer. Or your father was an alcoholic, so guess what? Don't even try and fight it. No, come on, no. You've got to know this. Get this in your spirit. Through Jesus, everything has changed. The Bible says clearly, he who is in Christ Jesus is a new creation. All the old things have passed away and become new. That is a wonderful reality. But here's the struggle. You've still got the stuff in you, words spoken over you, lifestyle traits that you've grown up in. Your pre-Christian life keeps talking to you because of the stuff that you've been through. But do you know what fasting does? Fasting closes all the other voices off and lets you concentrate on the one voice that really matters. You start to hear things like, you're above and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. You are blessed and you're coming in and you're going out. You're a child of the most high God. No weapon formed against you can prosper. I tell you, you can abide in the shadow of the Almighty. You can say of the Lord, He is your refuge. He is your fortress. He is your strength. He is your God. In Him, you can trust. All your mistakes, all the things that have happened to you, all those things were paid for on the cross of Jesus Christ. And He who is set free is free indeed. Now, that's a whole lot of good stuff. Romans 7.25 says this, He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. So when God says something new about me, my inner man gets excited, but there's a war that's going on. I want to do good. I want to make a difference. I want to be above. I want to believe in all those things that God is saying about me, but I'm still struggling with the things that I have in my mind. What happens is that whatever you feed the most will grow because what you feed will grow and what you starve will die. So when we're fasting, we are saying, it's not just that I'm hungry, but I'm telling my five senses that you are secondary to the new life that I've been born into. Some of us have stuff 
that is just so religious. Different things that have been drummed into us over the years. Some are dealing with a lot of self-condemnation. Different people struggling with different things. And the enemy keeps knocking on the door and reminding us of the things we used to do. So when we say, no, the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony will overcome this thing by the power of Jesus Christ who is in me. We enter a battle and we get into the frequency where we can hear God speaking and we start to align our lives with him. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says this, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, those are the senses, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. In other words, I'm not going to be able to detect the depth of what God has for me in my natural senses. I might read it and go, that's awesome, that's powerful. But to put it into my life so that it changes the way I live takes a little bit more than, oh, that's awesome. It's not about coming online and just saying hi and writing in the chat room. You know, that was awesome. Thank you. I was inspired today. No, it's what you do Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday through the week. What you fight for during the week. Verse 11 goes on. No one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. He's basically saying, you're going to have to move some things out of the way so that you can hear me and hear from my spirit. You're going to have to weaken some of those things that are strongholds in your life. In our Western culture, food is a stronghold. I have to be honest, I love food. Jane makes the best spaghetti bolognese that I've ever tasted. Taught to her by an Italian from Italy. And it's awesome. Here's a hint. I wish you made it more often. But food is a sustaining force. You need to eat. And I really get that. But when we get to the place of where we say, you know what? There's something more at stake here than just sustaining my physical flesh. I need to say no to something so that I can say yes to the one thing that I can really hear right now. That becomes very powerful. Jesus was with his disciples and he was praying while they were hanging out. And they had just come back from doing some amazing work, healing people, casting out demons. One guy brings his sons to them and says, hey, my son is full of demons. Can you cast them out? And the disciples try everything. I mean everything. And nothing happens. Jesus stops praying and the man runs over to him with his son and he says, I brought my sons to your disciples and they did everything. They laid hands on him. They anointed him with oil. They prayed. They did it all. And he says, this man says, and he is still possessed with demons. Jesus walks over to the boy and says, get out. And boom, they were gone. And the disciples are like, whoa, how did you do that? How did that happen? And Jesus says to them, listen, you have to understand. There are some things like this kind that only go through prayer and fasting. Some people say it means that you can only have this kind of faith by prayer and fasting. Others say this demon only goes out by prayer and fasting. That this demonic activity only responds to those who clear everything out of their lives and say, it's you and me, God, us together. To me, that's basically what he's saying. For some of you, there are some things in your life that you've been trying to get answers to. You've been online. You know, you, you've given to the miracle offering. You, 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 you've been to your life group leader to pray for you. 
But there are still some things where you are. You know what? I just can't hear God right now. My world is just too loud. You need to take control of the thoughts that are controlling you and put the control into the hands of the one who sees your future. And that only happens through prayer and fasting. In 2009, I went to a conference in Australia and committed with Jensen Franklin to our church doing seven days of fasting, which we started the following year, January of 2010, and have done that every year since then. And we've honestly seen God do phenomenal things in the life of both our church and individuals through this time. This past year, we celebrated 25 years, 25 years, and it has not been 25 years of hard work. Rather, it's always the first year of the work ahead of us that God has called us to so that we can change our world, that we can change our world one love at a time through Him. You've got to understand, we exist to connect people to God, people to people, and people to purpose so that others may live. We can't change the world ourselves. Only God can do that. But he uses vessels that have surrendered themselves to him. That's why we're here. That's what my whole life is about. It's just me saying, God, thank you for what you've done in my life. And if you can use me to touch others, then that's what I'm going to do. For 27 years, that's been my heart here in Paul. So as the pastor here at The Rock, I'm going to be going into our annual seven-day fast full of expectation that you and me and for our surrounding area that we'll continue to see the difference the fast makes in lives. Isaiah 58, 6, remember, said this, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. We're going to do it corporately, but we're also going to do it as individuals. We'll start the week before our Vision Sunday and end on that Sunday as we share the vision of our house for 2022. Next week, we'll be giving you all the information on how to fast, what to fast, when to fast. We'll also give you a guideline on what to pray for every day for us corporately as the rock for each of those seven days. So I'm asking you to join us. There are different types of fast. If you've never done this before, you might start by fasting just one meal a day. Or perhaps, you know, uh, you, you're just not going to eat. You decide in yourself, I'm not going to eat from sunrise to sunset. Or you decide, I'll only do liquids during the day. There are so many different ways to do this. Maybe for you, it's not going to be food because of your health. Remember your health. But maybe we all need to fast social media. I'm talking to all of us. I think too many of us are Netflixed out of our minds. And some of you also really need to fast coffee during this time. That's a big one. Why are we going to do this? Because I believe God is wanting to take us to another level. In the book of Nehemiah, God speaks to Nehemiah's heart. What he saw was that the walls were broken down around Jerusalem. And his heart was saddened by the fact that God's name was lost. So he begins to pray and he begins to fast, asking God, that God would give him wisdom and give him favor to rebuild the walls and rebuild the name of God. In my heart, Church on the Rock, I hope and pray you understand, we exist to make Jesus, that's the name, we exist to make Jesus famous in our community. That he would be you know, more than just some weird subculture, but that he would be the way, the truth, and the life.
And no man can come unto the Father except through him. We want to lift him up so that all men can be drawn to him. You know, wherever we live in the world, wherever you are online. So we start on the 30th of January to the 6th of February. And you just allow the Lord to lead you. Because on that Thursday night, during that week, we will come together for a powerful prayer meeting. If you are in our area and are able to join us in person, that would be great. But we will also definitely have that online. So keep watching our social media for details. We're going to pray more. We're going to worship more. We're going to be open to the voice of our God. You know, if you've been struggling with what is God doing? What is God saying? You know, why am I encountering this in my life today? What is he doing in my marriage? I need a move of God in my finances. You can begin to pray. And as you begin to fast, God is going to begin to speak to you and bring clarity to your life. He's going to move some things in your world. Just be obedient to his voice when he starts moving and talking to you. Because if you're having struggles in your marriage, you know, you might have to say, I'm sorry to your spouse. Or you might have to come to a place where you forgive them. Maybe God's going to say to you, hey, you're trying to pin the issues on everybody else. You know, you have more offenses than the stars in the sky. And the issue might just be you. No, not the person next to you, you. And if you accept that, it could change your life forever. And you're not going to get that as long as your flesh is in charge. So make it a commitment to be here that Thursday prayer night, whether online or in person, as we cry to God. I know this, God is moving at the rock. I know this more than anything. I see his hand in so many different places. And so many of us just want more clarity. I am one of them. Join us in this time if you need more clarity in your life. Joel 1.14 says this. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Personally, church is important. I believe that. Corporately, the church is important. The church is a place where heaven touches earth so that we can carry the deposit into the world around us and they will see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Ask God, what is it you want me to fast? Don't just say, okay, I'm going to fast sport or I'm going to fast TV or I'm going to fast milk in my tea. I think I'll go without sugar. No, I'm talking about fasting something that controls you. Take control so that your flesh loses its hold and you move into 2022, into the area that God has for you and allow him to speak to you in a greater way. If you're with me, write in the chat group, Mark, I'm with you on this. Let's do this together to change the world around us. Let's do it to find clarity for our lives and to be a light in this pandemic. The devil will try and distract you. But as you deny your flesh, you will achieve spiritual breakthrough in your life in a way you've never had before. I'm trusting for you as we go into 2022. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that our spirit would decrease and that your spirit would increase. That we're no longer being moved by the things on the outside, but moved by the things that are on the inside. And for that to happen, we need you to be the Lord 
of our life. If you are here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, if your life is ruled by your senses and not by God, and today something in your spirit said, I need to make right with God, if that's you, don't hesitate to pray the simple prayer after me. Just repeat right now after me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I believe you died and rose from the dead. Come into my heart. I am making you my Lord and my Savior. If you've just prayed that simple prayer, we believe that you've just got born again. Your spirit has come alive and you are a new creature and you have a new beginning. What an incredible time to start your journey with God at the beginning of 2022. I'm so excited about what lies ahead as you grow and mature in God. Let this year be a wonderful journey that begins today. Until we meet again, share hope, show kindness, and let's all shine Jesus.